0: Gregory Hallows, and this is Preserve Halloween podcast. So last week's podcasts on Inbulk and Candle Moss led me down a hole of research and information that I don't think I ever want to dig myself out of. Um, if I could get to research all day long, this would pretty much be the greatest thing. Uh, sometimes I lose track of time or days, which explains why this podcast is late. Probably. Um, and I don't realize how long I've been looking things up and taking notes, so does anyone else have that problem? Uh, anyways, uh, that research led me to other holidays of note are around this time of the year, and some of those I may or may not discuss more in uh, future podcasts. Uh, one of those is January 24th is the Festival of Cementive, which is a planting festival that honors Ceres and Telus. Uh, Ceres is the Roman god, uh, the Roman grain goddess, and Tellus is the uh, earth itself. Uh, This festival was held in two parts. The first was January 24th to 26th, and that honored Tellus. And this was a season of sowing the fields. The second part uh, begins on February 2nd, and that honors Ceres, the goddess of agriculture. Who is the Roman variant of Demeter, uh, strongly tied to the changing of the seasons? Uh, Februs, for uh, who February is named, was a god associated with both death and purification. In some writings, Februs is considered the same as Fawn, because basically their their holidays were celebrated closely together. Uh, the festival of Februalia was held near the end of the Roman calendar year and was a month-long period of sacrifice and atonement, um, involving a lot of offerings, prayer, and sacrifice. Uh, The Parentalia Festival uh, celebrated each year for a week, beginning on February 13th. This originated in Etruscan practice, and this included private rituals held in the home to honor ancestors, and then there was a public festival, afterwards uh, the parentalia unlike other Roman celebration was a time for quiet reflection rather than a bunch of loud merrymaking and boisterous uh, celebrations so that was a different type of celebration than normal uh, Roman craziness um, those are those are uh, three holidays around this time of year. But I'm going to talk about Lupercalia today um, and try to figure out whether or not it has anything to do with the upcoming Valentine's Day. Uh, Lupercalia was an ancient, possibly pre-Roman pastoral annual festival, and it was observed in the city of Rome from the 13th to the 15th of February to keep uh, evil spirits away from the city and to purify basically releasing health and fertility for, for Rome. Um, Lupercalia was also called Dies Febriatus, uh and this is after the instruments of purification called Februa, which is where February gets its name for some people. Uh, Lupercalia may be the longest lasting of the Roman pagan festivals. Some modern Christian festivals like Christmas and Easter took on elements of uh, earlier pagan religions like we discuss quite often, Um, but they are not Roman uh, pagan holidays. Uh, Lupercalia started possibly at the time of the founding of Rome, and this is usually considered 753 BC, um, and it ended about 1,200 years later at the end of the 5th century. Um, at least in the West. Uh, it continued in the East for another few centuries. Uh, uh, any luperci, Lupercalia, and Lupercal all relate to the Latin word for wolf, lupus, as do various Latin words that are connected with brothels. Um, the Latin for she-wolf is slang for prostitute. And uh, legends say that Romulus and Remus were nursed by a she-wolf in the Lupercal, uh, Servius, a 4th century pagan commentator on Virgil, said it was in the Lupercal that Mars ravished and impregnated the twins' mother. Um, but according to Roman legend, ancient king Am- Amulus, Amulius uh, ordered Romulus and Remus, his twin nephews, and the founders of Rome, to be thrown into the Tiber River to drown in re- retribution for their mother's uh, broken vows of celibacy. Uh, A servant found them, took pity on them, and placed them inside a basket on the river instead. Uh, The river god carried this basket and the brothers down to where it got caught in the branches of a fig tree. Uh, They were then rescued by the the said she-wolf in a den at the base of the uh, Palatine Hill where Rome was founded. Uh, The twins were later adopted by a a shepherd and his wife, and learned their father's trade, becoming shepherds themselves. Uh, after the killing the uncle who ordered their death, uh, they found the cave den of the she-wolf who nurtured them and named it Lupercal. So that's where that name comes from. Um, so the holiday of Lupercalia sprang from this history and was started with an act of sacrifice. Uh, priests of the god Lupercus, called the Luperci, uh, they would take their clothes off, as many Roman celebrations, and just, I guess, general haberdashery. Uh, and they would slaughter goats in the Lupercal, the cave that the Roman legend is said to be where they were nursed. So, um, after this, uh, two of the Luperci were led to an altar, their foreheads were touched with a bloody knife, and then the blood was wiped off with uh, wool dipped in milk. Uh, and for some reason, in <laughs> A few of the things I read, it said this ritual required that these two men would also laugh, which I kind of I'm trying to figure out why. Um, anyway, um, after this, a sacrificial feast followed, after which the Luperci would cut thongs from the skins of the animals that were sacrificed and they would run around the Palatine Hill hitting women with the thongs. ...who came near them, and this was supposed to render a woman fertile. So, all this is a fertility rite. Um, And that's basically what uh, Kresimir Vukovic... uh, He is a postdoctoral fellow at the Catholic University of Croatia, and he studied Lupercalia. He said, uh, "...this festival was to enable or facilitate fertility. If you were struck by a Lupercus, it was considered that you would give birth to more children." Um, and he he also went on to say, I don't think it was a sadistic beating. Uh, it was more of a symbolic beating. Um, but the crazy thing about Lupercalia is how long it survived. Um, in 494 CE, Pope Galatius uh, wrote a letter criticizing Christians' participation in it. And he commented on how in the olden days, uh, nobles would run as Lupercalia. And strike naked matrons, Uh, modern participants should be willing to similarly run naked. And by Galatius' time, uh, this "This had become heavily altered, leading him to proclaim, Your own bashfulness ought itself to teach you that the Lupercalia is a public crime, not salvation, and the cult of the divinity, regarding which no wise man would blush. Rather, the Lupercalia is an instrument of depravity, which your mind bearing testimony against itself blushes to fulfill, end quote. So, this letter was interesting to historians because uh, Galatius describes uh, some of the, the rites involved with Lupercalia, but it also lets them see how uh, Lupercalia had changed over over time and... Also, how it changed in the eyes of the author. So uh, Galatius indicated by the 5th century, lower classes were now the runners. And, um, you know, before in history, people like Mark Antony uh, participated. Um, so many websites and books uh, want to say Pope Galatius uh, replaced Lupercalia with a festival dedicated to St. Valentin- or Valentine, Valentine of Rome, uh, or possibly Tierney. Um, I've seen it both ways. but uh, And this would be the festival on February 14th that we now know as Valentine's Day. But British author Mark Forstice said, um, it is vitally important when writing about traditions to remember that there are only 365 days in the year. So just because two... Holidays overlap does not mean they have significance with each other. Uh, Most medieval historians agree there's no evidence that Pope Galatius replaced Lupercalia with any festival. And some people also claim that Candlemas being replaced by, uh, or Lupercalia replacing Candlemas, also without merit. Uh, Scholar Jack Orrick proclaimed, at no point does Galatius speak of compromise or of adopting or adapting any pagan customs. Um, it also was said, uh, found at history.com, that the basically they're saying the Roman story that keeps circulating and circulating drives these people crazy, uh, historians. Um, popular legends that Lupercalia featured girls writing their names on paper that would be drawn from a box by boys are likely an 18th century invention. So much like most history especially oral history, you know, the story changes as as the years go by. It's, you know, anybody ever playing that game called phone or whatever it is where you stand in a circle and you're told something and then you're supposed to repeat it to the person next to you. And by the time it gets to the last person, it's nowhere close to what it started at. Well, imagine that as being done for history. So uh, most mainstream historians uh, propose that Valentine's Day and romance became associated with each other only in the late 14th century because of a person named Geoffrey Chaucer, uh, the poet, and his uh, poem called Parliament of Fowls. In this poem, he proclaimed, uh, for this was on St. Valentine's Day when every bird came there to choose his mate. And, but, you know, history like science, a lot of things are disputed, so... Some historians noted that on February 14th, it's still very cold in England, and that is unlikely to be a good, good bird mating season. But it made me wonder, is he talking about, you know, like the slang bird? That's what uh, British call women, I thought. Anyway, uh, in the 18, uh, 1980s, some historians who were led by Andy Kelly of UCLA, began, they began proposing that the valentine that Chaucer was referring was St. Valentine of Genoa, whose feast day occurred on May 2nd or May 3rd instead of the Valentine of Rome. So this is relevant because King Richard II and Anne of Bohemia, uh, this is when their marriage treaty was, was done on May 2nd. And this might mean that uh, Chaucer chose Valentine just by picking you know, a random saint whose uh, day was on that day. So, once again, you know, overlap is not significant sometimes. So, over the years, uh, association with May weakened and the day migrated to the more famous Valentine of Rome. So, you know, lots of holidays shifted dates over the years based on various reasons. Um, But, of course, other scholars objected because there are many references to fertility rites in February, such as Lupercalia. And that Chaucer may have been discussing the more famous Valentine of Rome. So, uh, Professor Stephen Justice of the University of California at Berkeley said, In medieval studies there is neither consensus nor continuing debate on the question of which St. Valentine Chaucer had in mind. The evidence just hasn't supported any conclusive arguments one way or the other. And unless you are convinced that the feast, whichever it is, identifies historical occasion of the poem, if it even had one and are interested in that historical occasion, the question does not seem very consequential. Uh, One would like an answer just because one doesn't like unanswered questions, but it's not clear that much hangs on it. So he said it really doesn't matter. Um, And I like the way that Professor Stephen Justice thinks, because a lot of times argument is done just for argument's sake. But today, Lupercalia is probably most famous for what happened on February 15th, 44 B.C., and that is the day that a naked and perfumed and drunk Mark Antony uh, was one of the runners of Lu- Lupercalia, and he uh, did so while Julius Caesar was watching from uh, his throne, and Antony went up to Caesar and asked him, uh, he basically tried to give him a uh, diadem, which is a uh, crown or headband, and some historians are saying this was a scripted act, but he attempted to give it to Caesar and proclaim him king. And the response from the cl- the crowd was, you know, eh. So, when Caesar refused the crown, they cheered, and then Antony tried it again, and he refused again, and the crowd just went nuts. So, uh, Caesar ordered the crown to be taken to the Temple of Jupiter because Jupiter was Rome's one king. So, Caesar refused to take over for Jupiter. Um the purpose of this has been debated. Some say Antony did it to flatter Caesar or possibly embarrass him, but uh some also say that Caesar is the the brain behind this stunt because he wanted to know whether the public would accept him as a king. So why not have them publicly, you know, give their support one way or the other and by them cheering with him refusing the crown, I guess he got his, his answer. E- either way, uh, it didn't really matter for Caesar because uh, he was assassinated one month later because, you know, beware the Ides of March. So, um, although Valentine's Day does share its name with a martyred Christian saint, or possibly multiple, uh, some historians believe this holiday is actually an offshoot of Lupercalia, uh, unlike Valentine's Day, however, uh, Lupercalia was, or started, as a bloody, violent, and sexually charged celebration with animal sacrifice, random matchmaking, and coupling in the hopes that the people could ward off any evil spirits and infertility. So, uh, you know, like I said, many believe two saints named Valentine were the inspiration, but some say, "What if they were the same person?" Uh, one Valentine was a uh, prosecuted, uh, or he was prosecuted by the Emperor Gothicus uh, after he refused to worship Roman gods. While in prison, he signed a letter that said, "From your Valentine," because you know that's his name, and he said he sent it to a or he signed it to a woman that he allegedly healed from blindness. Uh, not to be crass, but if she was blind, how would she have known? Uh, Many have said the holiday could have been inspired by his kindness and love. Around the same time, a priest named St. Valentine of Tierney went against the emperor's orders and secretly married young, swooning couples. So, he believed in love, right? So, Emperor Gothicus, uh, he believed unmarried men were better soldiers. So, he did not want young people to get married. So, Gothicus executed this St. Valentine of Tierney. Around uh, February 14th, 269 AD, based on history. And since he died for the sin of arranging marriages, his death is remembered as a day of love. So, you know, history, man. Uh, it's insane. I don't think we'll ever get the answers to anything because it, it could change at any moment. Um, so, anyway, as the years went on, how the holiday became, you know, pretty much what it is now. It's just a sweet day for love and. You know, some believe a marketing ploy by card manufacturers. But anyway, Chaucer and Shakespeare romanticized uh, Saint Valentine's Day in their in their writings, and the day became even more popular uh, throughout Britain and the rest of Europe. And when handmade paper cards became, you know, the thing to give during the Middle Ages, one of the first greeting cards made back in the sixteenth century included the now iconic question, will you be my Valentine? So that question did not originate on candy-shaped hearts. It was middle ages, 16th century. That's crazy. Um, Eventually, this tradition made it to the New World. Esther Holland was one of the first U.S. manufacturers of uh, Valentine's Day cards. Uh, Richard Carberry followed with the creation of the first chocolate box in 1868. Uh, the Industrial Revolution made this making uh, cards much easier, and 1913, Hallmark cards of Kansas City, Missouri, began mass producing these cards uh, for Valentine's Day. And you know, Hallmarks make a card for anything. Uh, uh, but you know, as as most things like Halloween and Christmas, and you know, any other holiday, Valentine's Day has become a huge. Uh, business Uh, the national retail federation estimated that u.s consumers spend about 27 billion dollars for the holiday and it is celebrated now with the uh red roses chocolates you know movie dates pretty much you know anything considered sweet uh but the funny thing is this all started from two two twins being raised by a wolf or you know debatably started by two twins being uh raised by a wolf or she wolf let me let me keep that uh specific because it could have just been uh i believe it was just you know she wolf referred to someone a human but you know let's not get into that i i i uh I don't want to expose my theories right now. I'll just go with what is published and written, but, uh, it was all started by this and, you know, it went from a fertility festival ritual to giving your significant other or Valentine roses and chocolates. So what a, what a strange trip it's been, right? Uh, Some cool fun facts: Mark uh, William Shakespeare's play Julius Caesar begins during Lupercalia, uh, where Mark Antony is instructed by Caesar to strike his wife Calpurnia, hoping she will be able to conceive. Uh, Some research published in 2019 suggests that the word leprechaun derives from lubricus. That's cool, Um, and in pop culture. Uh, the second season of uh, the Netflix series Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which is a really cool show, the witches celebrate Lupercalia. So, you know, once again, throughout history and pop culture and we we have proven that holidays have this weird six degrees of separation. Like I said, I want to call it six degrees of Samhain, um, because it just sounds fun to me. So, I will probably continue to explore holidays and, and their significance and their history and how much it changes because it's a really fun topic for me. I love research. Like I always say, that's one of those things that I could just sit and do for hours. I love I love to look up things and learn because that's one of the whole points of doing this podcast is to share the things I've found and, you know... I, I've gotten feedback on positive, and I've been told that I have no idea what I'm talking about. So, it's wonderful, because they're both right. I could have no idea what I'm talking about, because I'm basing my podcast and findings on, you know, the writings of other people. Because that's all you can do. So, it could be absolutely 100% right, or it could absolutely be 100% wrong. And that's the fun of it, is the research. So, as always... Thank you for listening and preserve Halloween.